This is the Stand Strong Podcast with Carrie Stoker, episode number 32. Welcome to the Stand Strong Podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Stoker, and I help Latter-day Saint women strengthen their family relationships. And I can teach you through stories and the Word of God how to navigate this challenging road. And I'm glad you're here, so let's get going. Hi, folks. I am back from five days in San Diego, where my husband and I went to a nephew's wedding there. And it was wonderful. In fact, when he announced they were going to get married in the San Diego temple, and, um, you know, that was going to be a distance away from all of his family, really. I just said, wow, that's a cool opportunity to go to San Diego, go and support the wedding and, and do that. But also to have a little vacation in San Diego. And so I was excited about that and glad that he got married there so that we could go. It was a little bit cool and somewhat rainy. I don't know that the temperatures ever reached above 72 or 73. I don't know. It was, it was kind of a cooler time there in San Diego than maybe what I would have expected, but, but we had a great time and we enjoyed the beach. We enjoyed, um, some of the sights there. We enjoyed having a daughter, Mallory, and her husband, Dallin, stay with us in our VRBO for a few days, and it all was fun, and and um, just meeting up with our families down there, and meeting up with other nephews and nieces, and we had a great time. I felt like we were really spoiled at this wedding, and, and the wedding dinner, and um, just all the events surrounding it. So it really was a lovely time. Um, while we were at the ceiling in the temple, we were sitting there waiting for a little bit, make sure everybody was there that was planning on being there. And so it was a beautiful, quiet time in the temple, beautiful setting. The San Diego temple is just stunning. Of course, it's just so beautiful. Um, and then the, as the, ceiling started to take place and sealer talked a lot about the ceiling between husband and wife the ceiling power in the heavens and how this binds us as families and uh, thinking about those that have passed on that help us and are around us and minister to us and how this ceiling power just binds us all together and it really was beautiful words but of course, our minds quickly went to the loss of Jessica and, you know, a lot of feelings around that and very grateful for the ceiling. And yet it was, it was difficult. It was, it was difficult to, um, kind of contain some of those emotions. And especially for my husband, Mike, it was, it was hard. He said that was, that was hard and grief during that and and following it overtook him a bit. So I want to talk about that grief. And I've experienced a lot of it (laughs) myself, um, you know, all of our family, of course, and, and all of the friends and acquaintances of Jessica, you know, everybody experiences a certain measure of grief, some more than others. And I just wanted to talk about that because I've had some perspective on it. Um, I'm so glad that I had some coaching around grief 
and how to coach people around grief long before this so that I could coach myself through it, but also in turn help others through it. And so that's what I want to do right now. I just want to talk about grief and maybe give some some tips and suggestions on how you might process grief. I imagine that most people listening to this podcast on the day that I'm recording it, and this is in June of 2003, 2023, sorry, most people listening to this knew Jessica and have some grief that they are still processing, and some people still quite a bit of grief that they're processing. So I just want to offer some things that have really helped me. The first thing is, is that this there's this truth that I've embraced, and that is everything that happened was, it happened just how it was supposed to happen. She was supposed to pass away March 28th, 20 of 23. That was always the plan. It was always going to happen that way. She was supposed to have cancer for five years. That's because she did. That's how I explain that. That's how that feels like how you explain that. It was supposed to happen that way because it did happen that way. And embracing that, embracing that idea, and I want to put it out there as a truth, embracing that really helps me. It's so useful to me as I process all these emotions. Because when you start arguing with the past, you are then drumming up a lot of suffering for yourself that really is needless. Because it happened that way. And you can't change it. And so arguing with it just really makes things probably more difficult for you, for me. And I found myself doing it. And so I would catch myself and I'm like, ah, I'm arguing with what happened. Like, for instance, um, what can go on into our minds are things like, a mom that has young kids is not supposed to die. They're supposed to they're supposed to live to raise those children into adulthood. Things like, um, oh, the doctor's handled this the wrong way. You know, she should have been diagnosed a lot sooner. She, um, or, you know, the doctors prescribed the wrong chemo at first, or there was the alternative doctors weren't more aggressive in their approach and things like that. Like, no, it, it happened the way it was supposed to happen because it did. That's, it happened that way. (laughs) It's almost like the end of the conversation. You cannot argue with the past and come out with a result that's going to make any sense of the grief that you're feeling right now. And it just will only contribute to it. So I know that in my own mind, sometimes I have thought, ah, we shouldn't have encouraged that surgery or the chemotherapy or the alternative medicine, like all the things we tried come up in my mind is like, ah, we shouldn't have done that and encouraged that. And yet we did. And we made the best decisions we knew how at the time and relied heavily on Jessica and Todd to make these decisions that we would support. And we always said we would support, you know, what they were doing and we would offer our own suggestions and research and, um, and connections with doctors and all of that. So anyway, just, just to settle in 
this idea, this truth that don't argue with the past because it has happened and it doesn't help (laughs) to do that. What happened was supposed to happen because it did. Making the best decisions we knew how at the time. I believe that if, you know, go back, rewind and go back to those days and hours and and those five years, you can't go back with hindsight. You go back to where you were at the time, making the best decisions you could. And I believe that all of those things that we did um, really added to the years that she was able to live on the earth and also added to her comfort. Um, and she was supposed to live five years from the time of her diagnosis. And so something to consider when when you're when you're feeling the grief um to just consider okay don't argue with the past what happened happened and it was supposed to the next step or the next tool that i want to talk about is this idea of separating out this sadness i feel because jessica has passed with all the rest of the story and some of that story is what I had already offered, arguing with the past. That's part of the story. But just just separating this out. And so sometimes when I burst into tears or am feeling particularly um, upset of, from her passing, I, I will just pause and just say, okay, acknowledge that I'm sad that she passed. And um, I miss her. And I love her. And right now I'm just kind of feeling that, that I miss her. I love her. Now, what's the rest of what I'm feeling? And some of that is I'm sad because I didn't spend enough time with her. Like I, I could have had more vacations. I could have had more fun things. We could have taken more pictures. And I'm sad because I didn't have enough time with her. And, um, so if I can separate that out and I can say, I'm sad because I miss her and I love her and I never have to get rid of that. And then I, and I separate that out with, oh, I I didn't spend enough time with her. Well, that sentence will cause me some guilt along with some sadness. It might cause me some frustration, other emotions and things. So if I can just, if I can separate that out, then I can process the other sentences in my mind and not make it mean and, or not have it so connected to, I love her. I miss her. And all of that is good. And I can just keep that feeling within my heart for as long as I do. But the other where I, where I'm feeling guilty or upset that I didn't spend enough time with her, that I can process and I can talk through like, oh, how do I feel when I think that? And is that really true? No, it's not a fact. It's not true. Um, It's not something that would hold up in a court of law. It just was my ideas and opinions that are going through my head and thoughts. And they're very normal thoughts. It's, it's, um, you know, it really is regular way of reacting and thinking. But if I catch myself, then I I will suffer less and I can sit more with, I just miss her. I love her. And that feels nice. That feels like something like I can, I can, I can, I can feel that one with more peace and compassion. 
um, some of the other stories that go through my head. Um, oh, I'm mad at the doctor for not keeping better track of her eating and sleeping and her pain and all of that because um, there were times during those last, especially the last year or so, like how can you not be aware that she, you know, is losing so much weight or she can't keep anything down? How, you know, why does it feel like when we come here, like, oh my goodness, we need to get her a hydration IV and these other things. I'm like, how, how come, how come people are not keeping track of this? Like we're trying to do it too, but we need some professional help anyway. I, that can make me mad sometimes when I think about it. Uh, I think about how I felt then. And I think about looking back on it, she could have been more comfortable. And so I separate that out with sometimes because I have these memories of those things and they come up and oh, I'm feeling, I'm feeling mad. I'm like, ah, oh, okay. I'm going to separate out. I love her and I miss her. And I was just thinking about her. And so this is why this came up and I can process this and I can, I can look at that and say, yeah, I was mad and that's okay. It's okay. I felt mad then and it's okay that I'm feeling that again right now as I think about it. But that doesn't, I'm not going to connect it with, I love her and I miss her. That feels, that is a very um, um, clean pain is what we like to call it in coaching. It's a clean pain. Another part, um, another, something else is now at times I'll feel confused and angry that priesthood blessings that spoke of healing and of joy that would come to her didn't come about the way I thought they would. And that can feel confusing and that can feel, I can have sometimes feelings of anger. And I remember this one time I was driving after... It was after she had passed and I was driving and I was thinking about all these promised blessings I thought that would come to pass in the next, you know, few months of her like being healed, of her being able to have joy with her kids again. And oh man, even right now, just talking about it, I can feel the tears coming up. Um, but feeling that, and, and so I was driving and I was thinking about those priesthood blessings and and all of the prayers and stuff that I had given and and felt like I had had answers that she would be healed and would be well and re- would recover. I can get this anger and this confusion and like, what happened? And all these questions. And I remember driving and these memories coming up and like listing in my head these blessings and answers to my own prayers. And I, for a moment... 60 seconds or so, I start questioning the church. I start questioning my belief. And I remember thinking this, like this questions of like, wait, what if this is all not true? What if blessings aren't a thing? <laughs> you know, all that. And I, I, I caught myself and I'm like, wait, wait, look at this. This isn't about the church at all. This isn't about blessings. This isn't about any of those beliefs that I have in God and in the power of the priesthood. Right now, this is about I miss my daughter and I love her. Um, and I'm going to separate that out from, from this those feelings of being confused and angry. And right now I could just say, yeah, I'm a little confused and angry and it's okay. But 
this isn't about the church. This isn't about all that. This is because I'm grieving. It's because I'm sad. It's because I have loved this child. And she holds a place in my heart. And always will. So it just, it helped me to just pause, to just stop the sentences in my head, to stop um, spinning on this idea like this had to do with the church because it didn't. It didn't have to do with that. It just had to do with, ah, I'm grieving. I'm a little sad right now. Um, I miss her. I'm just remembering these things and I can process that differently now because I'm like, I'm just settling in on this. Yeah. A little confused, a little angry, sadness. And you know what? Actually, all of those blessings and all of those answered prayers actually did come true. And and I can think more clearly about it. I can I can process it. So I want to offer that if you can do this, like sit down, if you will, and put put these things down on paper, just like this part of, I miss her, I love her, or him, whoever that might be for you. I miss him, I love him. Uh, that's going on. And in addition to that, I have these uh, this other part of the story that actually is causing me more suffering than it needs to. And I can process that and I can write that out as well. Like, oh, this is what's going on in my head. These are all my thoughts. And this causing me um, these kinds of emotions, like that's what's coming up for me. And sitting with it and saying, yep, I'm mad and it's okay. I am frustrated. Yep. Yep. Because I'm thinking about what's happened and it's okay. I'm arguing with the past. Yep. I sure am. I'm arguing with the past. And just remind myself that um, it happened the way it was supposed to happen. And some of that was hard to bear. When we were, or I was at a, um, a, gr- a grief counseling session with a group at a local, um, a local place that does this, helps families with grief. There was a woman there who, uh, her spouse had passed away and she um, just, she, she spoke a lot and spoke a lot of her pain and suffering. And she talked about this pain and how she's so mad really that her husband left, <laughs> that he died and left them with all this pain in the wake. Like she, she, she's just mad at him. Why did you leave with, leave us? And you caused all of this pain through your, um, passing. And if we examine that, um, I could see that she wasn't just feeling sorrow and and um, missing because she loved, but she also like this added story and um, arguing with the past of and added the story of how he had caused all this pain. Um, that was going to keep her in suffering for a while until she could process that. And so I, um, I just want to, I guess, reiterate that it can be processed so that you can have less suffering in your grief. You never have to get rid of those feelings of, I loved them, I miss them, never have to get over that. You will. I mean, not that 
I guess what I, what I want to say is not that you will get over it, but it will, but, but time will help you, um, not feel the intensity of that loss so much, especially as you get good at self-coaching. So just to say, you know, it always was supposed to be this way with Jessica. She was meant to have cancer for five years. She suffered. She did. But but we all, even her, signed up for this experience um, of having this earthly experience and knowing that it was going to be really difficult. And we'd all have our individual trials and all of that. And this was Jessica's and then for the rest of us, this was part of our challenge as well is to support her and to help her through those five years and to help her pass. I recently found myself um, crying and retraced my thoughts. What happened was um, I was thinking about having the grandkids for the summer and I'm going to be watching them quite a bit during the summer, most days while their dad goes to work. And I was thinking about like, ah, these things I could plan. And I wonder what we should do, you know, on these afternoons. And I wonder how we could get in some reading and maybe keep them up on their math skills and things like that. And like my immediate go-to thought was, I'll ask Jessica because she's like a pro at this. And then quickly like, wait, she's not there to ask. Wait, that's why I'm even in this circumstance where I'm trying to define something, you know, to do to, to, um, help these kids enjoy their summer and to pass the time and all of that. And so I just found myself just a little bit weepy there as I thought through this and, you know, I will have those days, you will have those days where things just come up and, um, catch yourself maybe crying a little or feeling that grief and it's okay. You know, it it's it's okay. We loved, right? We loved and so we will feel that sadness and loss. If you have found this podcast and these ideas to be helpful and you are thinking of someone like, "Oh, I think this would really help them. Uh this might be just something that they can use to help them process their own grief, please pass this along. That would be amazing. I would love to share these ideas with whomever I can. And what's so great about podcasts is that they are free. So it's just, uh, it just is a beautiful way to share it. Also, I would love to talk to you some more about this just one-on-one. If you want to process some more of your own um, grief or stories or whatever's going on in your head. If you're having a, a tough time with, with someone's passing, um, and you're not sure, you know, where to go. If it just feels like you just have so much pain still, I would love to talk to you about it. I would love that. Um, shoot me an email at, um, my email address is Carrie, K-A-R-R-I, Carrie at CarrieStoker.com. And those of you who have my phone number, you can text me. I really would love to just have a little chat. We can just talk, have a little chat, and um, maybe I can get you some 
new ways of considering, you know, what's going on in your head and help you kind of get unstuck or just help you process any of it. So I'd be so happy to do that. It was great to be with you today. And I am now going to spend the next couple of days getting ready for our youngest daughter, Kate's, and her new husband, Peyton, their wedding reception is going to be on Saturday. So I'm excited about that. Uh, Yard is looking gorgeous. It's looking so awesome. Weather's going to be beautiful. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Life goes on and it goes on in a beautiful way. Uh, much better than someone might imagine, but it just has the potential. I, I promise you that to go on to just a beautiful, beautiful sense of well-being and that everything's going to be okay. God has us. He does. And I trust in Him to carry us forward into some wonderful life experiences that are ahead of us. Talk to you soon. <laughs>